It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast. I'm your host, Matt May. I'm joined, as always, by Lightside 7. I almost forgot then, Tony, because I've been calling you Tony in the entire build-up. But we're joined by a brand new co-host. We're calling him a co-host. That means he can never leave now. He's just uh, an official member of the podcast. I'm going to call him Rob. Uh, His name's Roberto, and I've merged it a couple of times on the uh, build-up to this, so we'll call him Rob. Rob, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. All right, Matt. Okay, yeah, good. Um, yeah, nice to be on. Get rid of all the dead wood, new, new blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We call him Cello and Pietro. We even call him Deadwood. Um, Cello's yeah, you know, refused enough, to show up tonight because he's he's scared to talk about rookies, and I'm not surprised. I haven't seen some of his rookie drafts, so I hope you listen, Cello. Um, Tony, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right. I'm 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 good. Looking at these rookie values, we're gonna have a good chat on this show today. Good to have Robert doing. He knows his he knows his stuff on Dynasty. Um, can't win a redraft league to save his life, but you know he's not bad in Dynasty, which is good to have him on. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've been on the receiving end of some of his spiky trade offers as well. So yeah, he seems to know his stuff, except for when he's uh, when he's trying to steal all my players. But uh, I'll keep that away from the show. But yeah, Tony, <laughs> Tony, do you want to um, talk some yeah. concept then? Because this is this is a cool one. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, so we haven't talked about rookies on this show at all, have we, Matt? Really, we we looked at a few oh. winners and losers across the. Uh, the veterans especially so this one will focus on the rookies probably focus on six or seven of the top tier of the um, uh, like rookie drafts at the moment probably focus on super flex although that probably doesn't matter this year but we'll get into that Um, and then what we'll do is we'll break down where they fall in the veteran kind of rankings or actually ADP even better so when you're looking at startup you know, where do these players um, fall in the veteran lists? What kind of veterans are you looking around? We'll probably stick to the positions. So, um, you know, we'll choose a top receiver and see what veterans are around them and why you would take certain veterans over that rookie or why you'd select the rookie. So, yeah, good show. And we'll generate lots of discussion, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll kick off with, uh, with I think, where everyone considers a consensus top rookie um, to pick up this year. That's Brees Hall. Um, Jets running back. And if we look at where his value is adjacent to, to the veteran running backs, as you mentioned, Tony, you're sort of looking around DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey. If you wanted to go a little bit further above, you'd look at Javante Williams. If you wanted to go below, you'd look at Joe Mixon. So, Rob, I'll come to you first. Where do you sort of sit on Brees Hall in amongst those veteran players would you be willing to take him over any of them in a in a dynasty startup or are you feeling about him? Yeah, um difficult. He's obviously got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of buzz, he's got a good profile, very young. So I guess depends on what where I was in the um in the I suppose in the startup. If I was like closer to the back of the first, um, you know, I'd be considering maybe a running back, but um but looking at these names, I mean I'm not I'm not the high guy. Well, I won't I can tell you I'm not the high guy on Javante Williams. I just think um, I just think it's too murky. He hasn't really had a chance to sort of break out. He's very he's valued very high in the community, but for me, I'd probably lean Brees Hall over him and Najee Harris and Swift 
again, Harris is, is you know, he's he's a proven he's a proven uh, player now. He's had a good he's had a good season. Um, but again, I guess I guess it just comes down to age. He's obviously I mean he's only twenty, isn't he? Or 20, he's just come on to twenty one. So uh, I probably if it, you know with those four, I would probably go um, Swift, Harris, Hall, Williams for me. Um, I mean, the guys, are we looking at the guys underneath as well? Or If any of them are going to jump, so we've got McCaffrey, Mixon and Eckler. Do any of them jump Hall for you? I mean, I mean, they're all vets, aren't they? I mean, uh, I, I, I'd, pr- you know, I'd probably consider Mixon. Um, I'm not sure about McCaffrey. I think I'm out again with his age injury. I was low guy. I was low on him last year, wrongly. But um, again, He's got a he's got a injury history. He's quite old, so I probably I think that's right. I think maybe Mixon above McCaffrey for me, um, but yeah, I'd probably take Brees Hall just because of his age. So actually, you're, you're probably saying Brees Hall could be as, as high as RB four then. Yeah, I'd probably just move him up. Williams. Yeah, yeah, jump Williams. So I'm probably a little bit different to that. I got Brees Hall down at RB six, so I agree with. Rebecca with Swift, um, kind of. I would put Swift RB two probably, actually as well. So I agree with that one. Harris as is, is RB three, um, but then I would. I would I'm still aiming on Javante Williams. I think he's. It's going to be, the same as last year, but better. It's not going to be worse than last year. And I think he was, he showed enough last year that he's got, um, three down potential and all that good stuff and. Basically, it was 50-50 split with Gordon, but I think this year is going to go a little bit 60-40. They only paid Malvin a little bit um, to come back. So with William, with Wilson there and a, a better offense, I think is, is, um, his his value will go up. Maybe his scoring stays the same. So I see what you're saying there with Williams. He's lost then two years of his kind of rookie deal. And he's in one year older. So yeah, I can see that. Um, but I think... Gordon's out the way next year, so it's wheels up for him in terms of dynasty. Uh, I would put McCaffrey above Hall, just because we know McCaffrey can be top, the top running back. So we've seen his ceiling, and you know he's relatively young in terms of what well, he's 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 not. If you looked at his age, but actually you know he's got the kind of catching profile, um, a little bit like Eckler, where you you could see him performing at the top level for the next couple of years quite easily. He's not like a Henry, for example, uh, who's not on the list. So, yeah, I would have McCaffrey and um, I would have McCaffrey and RB5 and Brees Hall RB6. So it's not too far away from that list. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have Mixon and Eckler jumping him. Oh, he is an RB on the Jets. Like, we need yeah. to remember this. <laughs> I know Swift is an RB on the Detroit Lions and we got him <clears throat> RB2, everyone. You know, we're com- comfortably saying that, but, you know, a, a Jets running back at the end of the the day so we are banking on them um you know wilson and elijah moore picking up the offense a little bit for hall to score in the top five i think they've they've, they've improved massively the one they on the offseason i think both the jets and the lions mm-hmm. i mean they, they don't think they're that far off to having a good structure so i don't worry too much about you know about that um but yeah i mean i guess it's always a question mark isn't it, with those yeah. Okay, great. Good stuff. Um, we'll move on to uh, WR1 from the class. 
Um, so you're looking at, so Drake London we're talking about, we're, we're looking in and around Drake London, immediately around him is Devante Adams, Tyreek Hill, um, TK Metcalf, DJ Moore in that range as well. Um, Stefan Diggs further up, but WR12, um, where'd you put him? Tony, I'll go to you first. So, yeah, looking at those names, you said uh, Devonta Adams, Tyreek Hill. I would both, I'd take both of those over Drake London um, immediately, probably, just because of the, again, we're looking at the, the absolute ceiling that they've shown. Um, and wide receivers tend to stay a little bit longer. So I, I would I, I would think, um, I know Tyreek Hill's lost a little bit of value going to the Dolphins, um, but we know his ceiling, whereas again, it's the unknown a little bit that shouldn't really put, put them in that kind of company immediately. Um, but then the names underneath them, you're looking at DJ Moore. Um, I would take London over DJ Moore quite easily. So I agree with that value there. Um, I think we've seen, what, four years now of Moore. And he still hasn't got into that top wide receiver one territory. I know we're talking about <clears throat> poor quarterback play all the time with DJ Moore. And every year we seem to think that next year is going to be his year to get a quarterback. But it hasn't happened again. And he's got a contract to stay at the, 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 the Panthers. So um, I'm not sure if we're ever going to see the best for DJ Moore, if I'm honest. So I would take London there. I'd take the years, um, you know, three or four years younger. Three maybe because Moore's quite young. But yeah, um, Metcalf is probably closer to Metcalf than all those names. I think London and Metcalf are very, very close for me. I could go either way on that one. How do you feel about that, Roberto? Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, I disagree a little bit. I wouldn't take, I think these rookies are all way too high for me. I know you did mention that, you know, they're in elite company, but um, mm. just their positions and, you know, their offences. I mean, Drake London, he's got Mariota this year, um, maybe Ridder. He's got, you know, so it's not a very good offence. And the likelihood is if they do upgrade the quarterback next year, he's going to have a rookie quarterback. So for me, let's just say it's two years wasted. He might get a bit of volume this year, but that doesn't always need to, you know, productive points. Um, and he's obviously got pits on there, and they've got um, Zachary. So they've got a couple of, I suppose, loose loose names there. But um, when you're talking Diggs, Metcalf, Adams, Hill, I would take all of those over Drake London comfortably. It wouldn't be a discussion for me. Um, they've all got good contracts. Well, Diggs just signed a three-year or four-year, got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Devante mm-hmm. Adams, he'd probably be the lowest when I'd be because of about the relationship with Carr, but. You know, he hadn't played with him for plumbing 10, 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, that would be the, probably the closest for me. Metcalf, I know he hasn't got a contract yet, but he's got the age, he's got the, you know, he's got the X factor. Tyree Kill, one of my favourite receivers, would always take him first. Um, and then PJ Moore, well, we've had this debate, and we've had this debate before about mm-hmm. PJ Moore. Um, he'd be similar to London. I think the, the difference for me, though, is Moore's got a contract three years as well. So it's not far off what Drake London's got, and the age is pretty close. Maybe a two-year difference, but he's done it a thousand. You know, you know, he's had a thousand yards receiving for the last three, four years. The touchdowns are low. Again, I agree. The quarterback's an issue. Maybe don't know who's going to be. Um, 
So yeah, I would probably, I would still take more if, you know, if I was in a draft, I'd still take more over Linden. It's just a proven commodity and that, you know, even though he might not be as good as Adams Hill, he's still, he's still a better option than Linden for me than the unknown. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. I, let me just go a little bit lower then. So underneath them, we got Deontay Johnson and Pittman. Would you take? So I would take London over those two comfortably. We're talking about a top seven in the NFL draft again. You know, kind of draft take, capital there. I take Deontay. I don't think I take Pittman over him. Um, okay. Again, this will be this might be format format specific as well because if it's you know full PPR, definitely taking. DJ over him um, if it's half or you know only because of the targets I know I might change this year but I don't know you know I just don't know again he's got quite a lot of um, value I guess in the marketplace as well haven't he with the industry and the, and, yeah. and, and the community so I'd probably take DJ but yeah Pittman you know run first offence I would certainly probably take the gamble on London for me over him Okay, nice. And um, you touched on something there, Rob, around sort of the known commodity. And obviously, there is always this debate around rookies of you know, they've not actually done it in the NFL yet. That you need to see them do it in the league. I mean, where, where do you guys draw the line on that when you're approaching a, a dynasty startup? But what, what do you need to see, I guess? Or is it a landing spot? Is it the tape you've seen? Is it just the, the comparisons to league players? What is it that gets you excited about a rookie versus a known commodity? Comparisons, comparison to league players is a good one because obviously a lot of people have looked at London and they think of someone like Mike Evans, but someone like London has got the touch. You know, you need to you need to be scoring touchdowns to be a top top wide receiver, unless unless you've got the kind of Adams connection with Rogers. Um, even then, you know, they were scoring touchdowns towards the end of this. With London, you can easily see him getting targeted in the red zone to bring up his kind of floor. And then, you know, his ceiling is as, as good as the quarterback can be. So I, I like the bigger receivers like that who command redstone targets a little bit more. Um, that's what I'm looking for. You know, you, we talked about DJ Moore, and he is obviously a very, very technical player, you know, very good yards after the catch, but he doesn't get in the end zone enough and his ceiling is capped because of it. Um, he's had Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Sam Donalds, I know these are not great, but you know now he's got Sam Donald again. We may be a rookie Corral if he gets on. He's just not going to score enough touchdowns to get in that top tier. Whereas someone like you know <clears throat> London will command those targets. Doesn't matter that he's going to be in there with Pitts. He's he's, he's a big target in the in the red zone um, for Mariota, who's, who's worked with kind of big targets in the past so he let's we can't forget about Mariota really he was a, he was a top prospect at one hit one time big time top prospect so um he was he was well thought of at one stage I, I see a bit of a kind of revival for him coming he's run those he hasn't got a really got a big arm as he um no. he likes a short intermediate throw yep. so and he runs a lot so I guess if they're going to play London in the slot then yeah sure but I think you know, I think the, the, the talk is he's going to be more a wide. Obviously, you've got Pitts as well. Maybe they bring him back in line. Um, so I guess Brian, you know. Brian Edwards. <laughs> this, is a Brian Ed, this is a Brian Edwards podcast. We need a button for when Tony mentions Brian Edwards. Do you want to mention Chase Edmonds while you're at it? And we'll just get out, <laughs> get out of the way. Or? Brian Edwards this time, Chase Edmonds next week. 
All right, brilliant. Um, all right, let's we'll go back to the Jets then. So, Rob, you mentioned the Jets have, have, have built up their offensive, done everything they possibly can to outplay Zach Wilson. Um, number 10 pick in the draft was Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Um, in and around him, a couple of names we just talked about as he's WR15 compared to Drake London at WR12. So, DJ Moore comes back into the conversation. Deontay Johnson and Pittman that you mentioned, Tony. So, we're sitting on uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, same context. Rob, I'll go to you first. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a big Elijah Moore fan. Um, you know, I tried taking him all everywhere I could last year. Um, I've seen a bit of tape on Wilson. He's good. Um, but again, you know, the guys above him, or just in this list, Hill, DJ Moore, certainly take both of those over him. And then you've got Traylon Burks, Deontay and, and Pittman. Tricky. Um, I'd probably take Burks over Wilson. I think, even though I think I like the Jets' offense, I just, there's still question marks over Zach Wilson. Is he actually going to be a good quarterback? Um, if you're comparing him to Burks, who's got a, even though Tannehill wasn't great last year, we know he can play. So he's probably the only option. They got Robert Woods coming off an injury. So he'll get his, he'll get his share. Um, but I think with Wilson, everyone everyone seems to think that he's going to be the consensus wide receiver one on the team. I'm not too sure about that. Um, so, you know, for me, that's pretty high. You know, he's in pretty high company to take him over. You know, certainly Deontay Johnson. Um, and I said, obviously Hill and DJ Moore. So, I don't know. I, as again, I'm not. I'm just not too high on all these rookies until I, I'd probably be the one sort of in a in a dynasty to let them play out because I I'd probably say a lot of these will either bust or they won't have good first seasons just because they're QB QB position, and then you know you could probably buy them quite cheap at the end of the season. Um, mm. You know, going into year two. So so yeah, out of all that list, I would probably I probably put in. in um, I'd probably put him last. I'd probably take Pittman as well over him. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point around, you know, letting someone else take the risk and then potentially, if you have to pay up, at least you're paying up for something you've seen happen. Um, so you're letting someone else take take the risk on the draft capital is is a strategy that do, people do take in a, in a dynasty startup, obviously. Tony, where are your thoughts on Garrett Wilson? I think he's technically the best receiver in the draft. Um, I think he has got probably the best release and the best separation that I've seen out of all of them. Um, his right running is the best. He's probably best comparable to Stefan Diggs. Um, but he's going to take time. So, yeah, I think he's going to be cheaper this time next year. So, for that reason, I agree. But, but I think he's got... He is the best technical, you know, the technically best receiver in the in the class. I don't think it's close, actually. Um, I think I've said that from from the start. You know, he he, uh, he just gets open so quickly and so easily. Um, and I know he had a good quarterback throw into him. What's his name? Next what next year, CJ. Uh, oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so most. That, that, I mean, that helps, but he's a QB. Ready. He, he's a he's he's ready for the NFL. That quarterback, obviously. So, um, he'd be play, you know he'd be playing with that kind of caliber quarterback this year in Zach Wilson. I don't think that's a, they're not a million miles away, and probably 
quarterback kind of uh, ability. So yeah, I, I think I would take him actually over um, DJ Moore again. Um, but then really? I probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. I, would, <laughs> I can't get on board I, I, would, with that. I would settle him in um, just in between Hill and Moore there. Um, but I would probably take Burks over them. We might as well just talk about Burks. Yeah, I was going to say, we might as well. I, I would take Burks over Wilson because I think he's going to give you immediate value and therefore yeah. you could probably send him a bit more. So my list is probably London Burks Wilson um, just for the reason where, you know, cashing on the value. But actually, Wilson's the best technically, if that makes sense. And probably should have the longest career. Let's just add that as well. The thing is, when you say about DJ Moore, who, who is the number one in Carolina? It's DJ Moore, yeah? We agree with that. Um, yeah. Over Robbie Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you think Garrett Wilson is the clear number one in no. the Jets? So I don't see how you would take him over. How would you take him over DJ Moore in Dynasty if he's not even the number one on, t- on his team? Um, and both got question marks on QB. Yeah, the age, I know the age, but like we said, DJ Moore is still very young. He's only 24, 25, so... Yeah, he's just 10, 25, DJ Moore. Yeah, so, you know, you're a startup on the clock. Are you going to take a player that you've never seen play in the NFL over someone who's had back-to-back three or four thousand, you know, thousand-yard seasons and is the number one on his team? I, yeah, that's, yeah, but, I, that's but the, 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 the reason why I would is because it's it's the unknown for Wilson. Whereas I think I've I've seen enough from DJ Moore to realize I don't think it's going to come. You know, it, I'm t- I, I'm shocked that he hasn't broken the top twelve once yet in his year. He's going into year five. Um, whereas others like even DK Metcalf, you know, the names we reeled off earlier. All of them have gone in there once. Alan Robinson got in there with Blake Bortles as a quarterback. I just think his upside is cap. Whereas Wilson, you never know. He could just literally take off. He's got that ability. So I think they're close. Um, and I'd rather shoot for the upside in Wilson, I think. What um, is what knowing. is the unknown, though? What is the unknown? What, what, what do you well, think is the best case scenario I, for him, then? Well, he, he's the number one on uh, the Jets with Zach Wilson, who's better than anyone on the Carolina Panthers offer there. Quarterbacks. No, I meant like a projection wise. What would you what would you say he's gonna Oh right, yeah. So he, I mean he, yeah, I no, he, what would I, you say best case? Best case is he does an arm and Rasse Brown. You know, he turns it on at the end of the season, towards the back end of the season, takes him three or you know, five or six games to get accustomed to it, where Elijah Moore is, you know, the number one, but then all of a sudden he just becomes Wilson's go to guy and he takes off for the rest of the last half of the season. Um immediately then he would be more valuable than DJ Moore was probably going to do the same as he did last year maximum so if Wilson shows what he could do I mean Amara basically did that with Jared Goff didn't he uh you know so that that is that is the possibility in the Jets offense and I think if he did that in year one with that draft capital I think uh a lot of people would be flustered about him next year But it's just it's it's just because you like Elijah Moore so much, you know. You can't see, you you can't see Wilson taking that number one role from him. Whereas I probably can, because first of all, he's a better prospect than him, because he was drafted number ten overall, yeah. and yeah. Elijah Moore was drafted two point six maybe in the second round. Is it sixth pick of the second round? That's just off the top of my head. Um, so you know, there's a full 
round difference there. So he's a better prospect than him. So why can't he become the number one in the second half of the season for Zach Wilson? That's what I would say. So there is a bit of a no there. But obviously, I, I agree. I think it's going to take time. I don't. I, I still think, like I said, I, in Dynasty, I'd probably have Burks above him just because you could probably cash in on him um, when he becomes Tannehill's favourite receiver. I think he will over Robert Woods and uh, Nick Westbrook Akine, I think, is the third receiver there. So Burks has got a real shot to put up some targets. Here we go. Good debate. Good debate, gents. Um, Elijah Moore went second pick of the second round, eight fourth overall. Um, you, you mentioned Goff. Let's talk about Jameson Williams. Um, Lions traded up to get him. WR19 on this board, we're looking at again, you know, he's just below Traylon Burks, Deontay Johnson, and Michael Pittman come back into the conversation. Chris Godwin, Devonta Smooth. Um, Chris Alave, which takes us on to another one of the prospects. Um, Tony, go to you first. Well, actually, James, yeah, so I think I would, I think Jameson Williams is actually the second best prospect, you know, technically after um, Garrett Wilson. However, I think he is going to start even slower than Wilson because of his injury. And again, I'm a little bit worried where he's being valued in this list, especially. Um, I think him and Alave is a conversation on its own. I think this is a tier down. So we've talked about the top three receivers. I think him and Alave can be put in um, another bracket. If Williams didn't have his injury, then, you know, you saw what the Lions gave up for him. They moved up 20 spots. So this is where, you know, uh, we're going to talk about that with Alave as well. But draft capital really matters for these wide receivers. Um, last year, uh, you know, Jefferson, sorry, that was the year before. Uh, last year, there's a couple of receivers that went high in the first round as well and peppered them with targets. Really, it was only Rashad Bateman out of that first round wide receiver list last year that really didn't get a look in and that was because of injury so you know they if he's on the field they're going to try and find him I think um I'm just worried about how <clears throat> you've got Hawkinson Amaras and Brown we've just talked about and DeAndre Swift getting the targets and Jared Goff is not the best deep throw deep deep uh right thrower as a QB so um I'm worried about how much how many splash plays that Williams can get in half a season let's say if he does struggle to come back from his injury um, at full speed, um, how much of a splash is he going to make year one? Again, that's what I'm looking for. You need these rookies to hit immediately. We saw what happened with Rager and Jefferson. That call, you know, one you're cutting from, one one is the number one receiver and the other one you're cutting. So you need these rookies to hit pretty much immediately, I think. Um, and I don't know if that's, there's a path there for Williams, where they will be for Alave. Okay, well, build on that. Yeah, I agree, I agree with um, Tony on on um, on that. I think um, he was probably my favourite prospect coming out, but again, you've got the the injury concern. When's he coming back? Um, they obviously took they signed DJ Shark this year, so he's got a one year deal, so he's going to have a little bit of you know something to prove. So we've got Amon Rasu Brown um, again, Swift Hawkinson. Um, 
so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people in the offense who, who can uh, you know demand targets so again it could be a case of he doesn't do anything this year um and then like i said earlier his value takes a drop um it could be you know he could have the situation like i was really big on terrace marshall last year um and he did absolutely nothing and you know he's valued it next to nothing so that's the down, that's the downside with Williams. I think obviously the upside, like you know, like we said, is if he has one or two big games close to the end of the season, you know, his value is going to go up. People are going to be excited about drafting him next year. Dynasty value is going to go up. Um, but again, you know, you've got Goff this year. The likelihood is they they take a quarterback next year, so he's going to have a rookie quarterback first year, and you know, predominantly that never seems to work well. So you're looking at maybe year three. That he establishes himself as a as a wide receiver, you know, in that one in that team. So, yeah. Um, again, I think far too high on this list for me. Um, I think, all, as I said, all these rookies are just too high um, with their positions. But yeah, Williams. I mean, he's behind Godwin on this. Uh, he's in front of Godwin on this, which is absolutely crazy for me. Yeah, um, you know he was a wide receiver one in the whole league two or three years ago. So he's coming off an injury as well. So I, I, yeah, that, I know his age, but with that offense of Tampa and Tom Brady, I can't see how that that's even that's right. But yeah, so I, I would I like him. He's probably my favorite prospect. But again, too many question marks to take over some of these boys um, on this list. Right, good stuff, gents. And we'll move on to uh, to another player that's been mentioned in that conversation, Chris Olave. And Rob, we'll come to you first. A couple of new names to discuss. So, um, Terry McLaurin around him, Elijah Moore that you've mentioned, Mike Evans, another uh, Tampa receiver that you can get excited about. So where'd you put Chris Olave? We know you're not ranking these rookies as high as this is uh, ranking them, but where does he sit on your list? Yeah, so like I said, I'm, I'm growing on Alave. Um, coming out, I wasn't the biggest fan. I mean, you know, I don't, as I said, I'm not a tape grinder or anything, but what I saw and, and what I've heard on other shows and things, he um, he's not very good. He hasn't got a very good after contact. He seems to go down on first contact, but he's a very smooth, you know, Jerry Judy type player. Um, but if you look at the Saints offense, you know, there's a lot of question marks on Michael Thomas. Is he actually going to be fit for the season? He still apparently got some hurdles to go over before he even comes back. And this is like, you know, we're talking 18 months now. He missed the whole of last year, injured, you know, since 2019, basically, since he was actually scoring wide receiver one points. So it's a long time ago. They signed Jarvis Landry, which to me indicates that he's not ready. Um, He's going to eat up a lot of the, you know the short area targets, which will push Alave out wide and the you know the the medium to to, to sort of a long uh, the long the long yards. So that's where most of the fantasy points can come. So yeah, obviously got the draft capital. The Saints did some crazy moves to get him. I mean, I've I've seen some on Twitter where they they worked out there seems like four or five trade picks, and they ended up taking a wide receiver at whatever number it was. Um, mid first, so the draft capital is certainly there. Um, but I think out of all the rookies, even though Jameis Winston's not a great quarterback, he's actually done something in the NFL. He doesn't mind throwing the ball. Um, they've you know they've they've sounded up the line. 
So yeah, I, I like Alavu. And if you're looking at this list, I certainly take him over Smith, Devontae Smith, especially mm. over the AJ Browns there. Um, Chris Godwin, obviously, I would take over him. And then you've got McLaurin, Elijah Moore, Mike Evans. So in a startup, I would probably take him over McLaurin. I wouldn't take him over Elijah Moore. Um, and Mike Evans, I think I've had this conversation with Tony before. I guess with these sort of players, wouldn't be in the first couple of rounds in a startup. So I would see how my team is unfolding. Um, and if it's if it's sort of leaning towards a win now type roster, I'd probably take Mike Evans. If it was more of a young growing team, then I would probably take Olave over Evans. Tony, build on that. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think Williams and Alavia are tiered down. I like the, re- I really like the first three receivers that we talked about, whereas Rometto probably doesn't. So I, I really like Burks, uh, London, and Wilson, and I think this is a clear tier drop down to Williams and Alave. But I do see what he's saying with Landry. So I thought Landry was a bit of a kick to Alave. I first of all, I think Thomas will be back, and if he's not back, then that's, I mean, he's out of the league. Let's be honest, because he's had yeah. it's not even a big injury that he's got, really. And we don't know this, but obviously, you know, it's not documented to be a big injury and he missed so many time so much time. Um but uh Landry does command targets, so the, the issue Alave will get is targets, really. Um he'll get the air yards from Wilson. So I agree that maybe that pushes him downfield a bit, but you know, it, it, remember Traquan Smith got that kind of role, and were you ever starting him? So you know, we, we were never starting Traquan Smith, and he, that that could easily be Alave's role: four or five targets in the intermediate, catches two of them for forty yards. That could easily be what he does um, on a week-to-week basis. So that that worries me. I think um, you know they've still got Callaway, Deontay Harris, and Traquan Smith. They they're all kind of late round sleepers aren't they every year those three Saints receivers um, Alave obviously overtakes all of them I think obviously you know first round capital they paid that much for him but were you ever starting any of those confidently even with Winston I wasn't so that's my worry with with Jarvis and Michael Thomas let's say he's back um, but yeah dynasty wise I yeah I don't think I think this is Wilson uh, Winston sorry I think he will actually produce in this offense he's got a quite good line they got a good line and they got Kamara around him um, they'll have to throw a lot that's the other thing they'll they might be behind in a few games so um even though they've got what Carolina and Atlanta in the division uh, they should you know be powering over with the Saints defense is quite strong so it's an interesting one. Um, I would take all those names above him, though. So this is where, you know, those three receivers that we talked about earlier, I was higher on. These two, I'm probably lower on. So I would take McLaurin, Elijah Moore, Mike Evans, Oliver Alave. And Devonta Smith is very close. Technically, I'd still have Smith over him. But um, I'm a little bit worried about that Eagles offense. So... Might take the unknown, like Roberto said, Alave over Smith if I was pushed at it. Okay, nice. That wraps us up for the uh, for the wide receiver portion of this podcast. Obviously, we're going to come back and, and revisit the next 
uh, say six rookies that are uh, that make up a general consensus list of the top 12, 13. Um, let's move back to the running back position. So Kenneth Walker, the third, just in case uh, he's mistaken for any other Kenneth Walker, there's nothing about. Um, in and around Kenneth Walker, who was obviously landed at, uh, at the Seahawks. Um, you got J.K. Dobbins coming back off the injury. But Darwin Cook, got Eckler uh, in and around Nick Chubb, Kamara was just mentioned, and Derek Henry, uh, who just keeps on trucking. Tony, we'll go to you first. Kenneth yeah. Walker, where are you putting him? Um, where are you putting him in the in the backfield first of all, and then where are you putting him in the rankings? Oh, he's he's he's. I if he's not starting week one, he will be week two. That's what that's what I'm saying. So he's as a pure runner, he will, he's definitely better than Penny. Forget about Rashad Penny. I think it was a nice story last year, but oh, uh, man, as, that as is a, a pure... lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yeah, that well, I'm the, <laughs> like the Penny. Hit... I'm a big Penny fan. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> the hit, the hit rate on round two running backs, especially where he's taken, is very strong. Um, they had two picks there, if I remember, and I think we were we were joking about it. I think they go Willis and Walker. <laughs> um. Seattle, I think they're picking eight and nine in that range, um, and obviously they didn't go for Willis, but they did pick up Kenneth Walker. Um, but the, we were, I think, Penny truthers were absolutely crazy not to sell him after last year in Dynasty. The perfect opportunity to sell Penny after he give you that breakout, and then they only give him a one-year contract. That's red flags for me. Chris Carson's probably never going to play again, um, although he's still on the roster. So. Mm. War, it's Walker Penny, you know, DJ Dallas, Homer. Let's forget about all that for the time being. Walker steps into one first and down by week two, week three. He's a, he's, a, he's a first and second down player. The big question mark is over his receiving um, skills. And, you know, the fact that Seattle <clears throat> actually don't run that many plays in a game is a big worry for me. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to this. Um, Penny actually did his damage with big, big kind of break, breakaway runs. Um, the fact that the Seattle actually want to run the ball is a good thing. However, you know we're not sure about the quarterback change. Will they be as proficient as as kind of Russell Wilson? So back and forth, back and forth. But actually, in Dynasty, um, you've got to produce a young age at running back, um, and I think he will. So I think he's in good company here. Looking at the names. Um, I have him adjacent to Henry and Chubb. Pretty much, they're very similar players. You know, they're not PPR guys. I think Kenneth Walker fits into that category quite nicely. Chubb's not a pass catcher. I don't think Kenneth Walker be. He's probably best comparable to Nick Chubb, um, and that's not bad for Dynasty. He'll get his production early, and yeah, I think he'll beat Penny out quite quickly. I would, I would probably take, I would probably take out of that list. I would probably take Kamara um, ahead of him, just because um, Kamara has got. Let's forget about the suspension, obviously coming or whatever. But you know, again, he's got that top two ceiling where Kenneth Walker definitely does not. Henry has the top two ceiling. We've seen it. Whereas I don't think Kenneth Walker will again. So if I had to be pushed, it'd be Kamara, Henry, Walker, Chubb. In that list. Okay, Rob, where does he land on that? What about the ones above? Um, Tom, um, 
the list of books that I just didn't mention. Again, that I was interested. So, no, yeah. So Cook definitely, and Eckler again. We've seen the top ceilings, um, and I, I just don't know why they can't do it again. Those two. I know they're older. They're both twenty six and twenty seven. Doesn't bother me because it's Madison and Elijah Spiller. They, they're both clear handcuffs. So. Um, Eckler and Cook can do it again. Dobbins is probably the one that everyone is a little bit worried about, but I think um, Baltimore have got a lot of faith in him because that's what they've shown us in the draft. So actually, Dobbins gained a lot of value in that draft with Baltimore pretty much back putting their eggs in his basket. So I would take Dobbins over Walker. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so for me, I think the only downside for Kenneth Walker is... He's playing in Seattle and they don't have a quarterback. They've got Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Um, so as much as he might get all the work after week one, is it going to be scoring opportunities in that team? Are they just going to be so bad that they've got to throw the ball every game? We don't know if he's going to be the pass catcher. He didn't do it in college. Doesn't mean he can't do it. But, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks there. Um, you know, I'd be more confident if they had a, a, at least a a decent quarterback, you know, maybe like they, they were talking about Baker, at least someone who can, you know, has proven a little bit. Um, so that, that, re- that really worries me. Obviously he's a very young running backs. They're all highly wanted in, in dynasty. So, you know, people and the draft capital, obviously second round. So people are going to, you know, um, you know, want, want to draft him. But looking at this list again, um, it's, it's such a mixture, isn't it? I think, um, Again, how my how my um startup would dictate who I take here, but I think you know just on as they are now. If we're looking at vacuum, I would probably take Dobbins over him. Um, better offense, but again, it could be the same sort of role. Might not get the pass catching, but I think you'll have more touchdowns than Walker. Yeah, uh, yeah Darwin Cook can do everything, so he's you know he's a proven top five running back. So again, I'd probably take him. Um, but question marks on the age. Austin Eckler, better offense again, had a great year last year. Probably take him. And then Chubb, Kamara, Henry. I don't think I take Henry. If I was win now, if my team was, you know, let's go and win a championship, you know, when I was doing the startup um, year one, then yes, I would probably take every single one of these over Walker. But if I was just, you know, if I was just building a roster for a couple of years, you know, we look at the two to three year window. I'd probably take him over Henry and then Kamara and Chubb. Um, I think Chubb could have a big year this year with, you know, depending on how, how long Watson's suspended for. But if it's not long, which they're talking there is not, then um, I'd probably take, yeah, I'd probably take Chubb and Kamara. But again, like you said about Kamara, he could have a suspension as well. So again, I think he's probably too high for me in this list. I'd probably put him just above Henry out of the out of the lot of them because Henry's the oldest, isn't he? I think he's 28, 29. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think um, yeah. So, the thing with Henry for me, I, yeah, I think that's fine. I'd probably just switch Henry and Chubb. Look, just thinking about your list. Um, the thing with Henry for me, I, what what have they done to say that they're going to go away from Henry? They have, you know, they've got rid of AJ Brown. And they didn't bring a running back in really until round four. So it just signifies he's having that workload again. And if he has the workload again, he can finish top two. 
Oh, so definitely. Why, yeah. yeah. You could be number uh, and one. That's, no well, yeah, and, and next year, I, I think it's the same story. I think he's looking at his contract again, you know, it's 2024 really with that, that he's not going to be signed. So he's got two more years of potentially being a top one or two running back. We can't say that for Kenneth Walker and he'd be 24 by then. So, you know, technically his best years might be over. That's my worry. And that's why I would have Henry over him. I think though, that when you're looking at the dynasty though, when we're looking at, I mean, I look mostly on value as opposed to just always win now, but in a value, Henry's value is never going to go up than where it is now. It's, all, it's only going to go one way, which is down. You know, it might have yeah. a great year this year, might have a great next year. With Walker, there's the upside that he could be, he could be the all three down back for Seattle. They could get a quarterback next year and they could be a much better offense. And then all of a sudden, he's Javante Williams' level of value. And it's not even a conversation. It's not even a conversation. So, and that's the same with, that's just not Henry. That's the same with Chubb, Kamara, even yeah. Cook. You know, they're all on that. They're all on Tevering on, the best years are behind them, or best, you know, and, and their value is only going to be going down now. There's no way they can rise in value. The only ones on this list that can rise in value is Walker, Dobbins for me, and that's it. But then, I mean, yeah, but there's got to be a line where we draw, we say, right, okay, age. I mean, otherwise, we'd have every single running back under 23. <laughs> uh, I know that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the fact that he doesn't catch passes and he's at Seattle, you can't put him in that the, the, the same... But we don't know that's going to. We don't know yet, though, do we? We don't know if he's going to pass catch. Yeah, because because yeah. Wilson's not there no more. We don't. You know, he never did. He never threw to the running backs very often. So yeah. we don't. That's know. a good point, actually, with William. So what's the difference between Kenneth Walker and Williams? That's what you're saying, Javante Williams, because you're quite low on him. Yeah, well, it's not so much. I think everyone's like Javante Williams is valued in in you know in the mm-hmm. in the community as a top three running back, which I just can't understand how, other than his age. He's had a couple of big games, but he shared the backfield last year. There's no reason why Russell Wilson is going to throw down to him when he's got so many weapons this year. You know, Judy, Patrick, Sutton, Owigamon, um, Dolchich, they've signed. They've got Melvin Gordon there. Uh, you know, Tim Patrick, do we say? Yeah, yeah I said him first, but... I think. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, who, who, how is he going to get all this volume? I mean, I just, I think he's, he's, for me, he's an absolute must sell in Dynasty. So I just think, um, mm. I think Walker, you know, yeah, Walker could have, hasn't got that sort of worry, is he? He's got, obviously got Lockett and... Um, yeah, fair enough. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, well, great debate. And um, I think we had originally planned to go through a lot more players in this one episode, but we decided to, to cut the list in half. And uh, good job we did, because uh, we've still got plenty left to talk about um, in the next episode, which we'll do next Wednesday. Um, so that'll be Sky Moore, Kenny Pickett, Christian Watson, George Pickman, Stotson, James Cook. We'll cover them all next week. Um, in exactly the same format, we'll talk about the players in and around and the veterans and, and where you guys rank them. Um, anything either of you want to plug before we take this one home? Not really. No. Nice to be on a show for uh, for the first yeah. time, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a huge thank you, Rob, for joining us, and uh, obviously you're going to join us next week and the week after, and every week following <laughs> that, and uh, <laughs> become part of the future. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Really appreciate everyone for listening. 
Um, if yeah. you want to debate any of this, these guys love to debate each other and they would love to uh, hear your comments as well. So at Bangish Trash Pod on Twitter, obviously you can see, uh, see Tony all over Twitter at the moment, Lightsight7. Um, yeah, let us know where you land on some of these rookies and some of your rankings and, you know, share some screenshots of some of the dynasty startups you've been doing recently and uh, whether you agree, agree or disagree with some of these comments. And we'll uh, see you back here next week for the rest of the list. Thanks very much for joining us again, guys. Cheers. Nice one. Bye. Get easy. Later.